0: Chris LeFay
1: and I'm Jeff Bond
0: and welcome to the chat with leaders podcast where we amplify the voices of remarkable leaders who use their influence as a force for good and today we're going to be talking about just empathy and grief in the workplace and through leadership and Jeff I'm wondering when have you seen you know grief and empathy being put in practice in like, you know, leadership area during your career?
1: You know, it's such a powerful tool for leaders to embody with their teams. I remember one time when I was building my own team for a branch here in Atlanta, and I was highly coveting this one individual that I wanted to recruit on my team and, (laughs) He had expressed to me that he was ready uh, to make a career move and would love to work with me. And I went through multiple interviews and processes with him, but all along, he was holding on to this remembrance of how his leaders treated him when his mom had passed away. And ultimately it became the decision point for him to stay because of the, the empathy that they showed during that time of grief. They gave him space, they gave him what he needed. And they showed him that they valued him very much. So I I really witnessed it as a powerful leadership and retention tool to keep your top talent intact.
0: And today, Jeff is interviewing Ashley Jones, who is the founder of Love Not Lost. And uh, I'll let her explain it, but her and her team are on a mission to just revolutionize the way that we grieve in America. And how she's doing that through her company of Love Not Lost is fantastic. So I'm going to turn it over to Jeff here as he talks with Ashley Jones.
1: Welcome to Chat with Leaders, Ashley.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm really thrilled to be here.
1: Oh, I'm so thrilled to have you. You know, I listened to your TED Talks a while back and it touched my heart. I was walking around the block in the morning and it's such a sad story, but also at the same token, you've taken a tragedy in your life and, and you've turned it into a really purpose driven opportunity to serve so many people in a meaningful way. And we're all about interviewing leaders who stand for being a force for good in society. And I think you're truly emblematic of that. So I'm
0: mm-hmm.
2: I'm
1: grateful for the person you are, and I'm grateful for the time that you're spending with me today.
2: Thank you so much.
1: You're very welcome. Well, I wanted to see if you could start by just sharing a little bit of a backstory of your story and how you got into this business with Love Not Lost.
2: Sure. My husband and I had a daughter back in 2009. And we noticed something wasn't quite right. And then at two months old, she got diagnosed with a terminal illness. And at that point, my husband and I were the first of all of our friends to have a child. And we were certainly the first of all of our friends to lose one. And so we felt very lost. You know, it was just like a lot of our friends were lost. They didn't know how to support us or what to say or what to do. It was really a, just a hard time. But one of our friends gifted us a professional portrait session. And we had some other friends who really showed up to love us well, bringing us dinner and stuff like that. And those people made such a difference in our lives and in our ability to heal. And actually, after Skylar died in 2011, so she was 21 months old, when she died, it was of, I'm 27 years old, and I don't know how to grieve. Like, how did I get to this point in my life through a solid university, extracurricular activities, community events, church functions, you know, it's like all of these things. And yet I'm so lost in my grief. And this is a universal experience. And so what I realized is, is the photos that we had from that professional session really gave me the space to grieve and feel and heal. And that is truly, it was so freeing and such a gift and a tool when so many other resources were telling me this is what you might feel or this is what you might experience and it was like okay well yes I'm experiencing that or yes this person said that thing to me or but what do I do with that you know and the photos gave me a way to just be and also do and so that for me was a very revolutionary moment of Wow, photos really do help people heal and they give people a tool to sit in their grief and be and feel and experience and and continue a relationship with their loved one who's no longer here. So that's actually what led me to start Love Not Lost was just giving people the opportunity to remember their loved ones with a portrait session and a photo album. And I knew if I was willing to give it all away, I could. Invite others to help me give it all away on a much greater scale than I could ever do on my own. So that's what started Love Not Lost. And since then, we have grown to include support tools. So we have a website called howcaniloveyoubetter.com. And we're actually working on turning that into a full blown grief support app, which we're really excited about. And then also, we have a, a corporate care program to bring grief and empathy training to the workplace. So we've expanded our mission. We truly want to be the place people turn to when they're looking for grief support, whether you're the person grieving or you're looking to support someone because everyone deserves to be loved and supported in grief. It's a universal experience that is just so hard and and love makes such a difference.
1: Well, first of all, I can never imagine the grief that you felt and that you still feel today uh, with the loss of Skylar and you know, something you said in your TED Talks that really resonated with me is that people think that there's like an end time in which you ask people how they're doing, how they're feeling. And there, it's an infinite period that you feel that grief. And so that memory and and how you're serving that memory is so important and how people show up for you. And I love your mission because I know that you had talked to me about the question that you ask of yourself and mm-hmm. of your team. And I've really carried that with me since our conversation which is, how can I love people better? Did I get that right?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So tell me about how that question really drives your day-to-day and, and how you formed and carried forward the mission of your business.
2: Yeah, I'd love that you brought that up because it really is the driving question for everything that we do because we believe that love brings healing. And Brene Brown once said in a talk of hers that the absence of love is suffering. And we believe that too. And so if we can show up and love people well in the ways that they need to be loved and supported, we believe that they can really find the emotional support that they need to get through the hard things, right? So like love itself isn't the thing that fixes anything, but it provides the comfort and the support and the feeling that you're not alone so that you can push through the really hard times to heal. And for me, the reason why that became such a pivotal question in my personal life and also with Love Not Lost is because, like I mentioned before, the people who showed up for us, our church, complete strangers who were following my blog when I was blogging about our journey with Skylar, our friends, our family, the people who showed up for us really made the difference of my husband and I getting through that in the loss if you've not been through a significant loss, it's hard to understand like how your heart breaks and just how it really shatters to the point where it feels impossible to love. And in grief, especially the all-consuming grief, when you've lost someone significant to you, it's really hard to even love yourself. It's really hard to even get out of bed and function, let alone love other people. So my husband and I, you know, when we lost Skylar, we were at wit's end with each other. (laughs) Like we were like, we might get divorced. I don't know. (laughs) Um, And it was one of those things where we could recognize that we were just grieving differently. And it wasn't that our marriage was splitting. It was like our grief was splitting us apart just because we were so different in the way that we handled it. But we also didn't have the capacity to love each other. So there was just this tension there that was so hard to reconcile. But when people showed up to love us and brought us dinner and you know just sat and let us bicker in front of them or you know whatever it was that is actually what really helped us and supported us and each time someone loved us it filled up our tank so we could then love ourselves and then love each other and so that's where i think you know the question how can we love people better it's again it's loving in a way that supports them in learning how to love themselves and then love those around them to get to a point where they have margins in their lives. This episode is brought to you by Inspire EDU, a nonprofit organization putting technology devices into the hands of Atlanta's underserved communities. The need for technology devices has accelerated due to the pandemic, and Inspire EDU makes a positive difference helping marginalized learners. Through its partners and supporters like you, Inspire EDU helps learners become 21st century scholars. Learn how you can support their mission at iuatl.org.
1: When you mentioned this tension, this word tension, and, and I think that that's something that a lot of people feel, and I feel remiss not to bring it up, that it's not just in grieving, but there's a tension in our everyday lives and the conflicts that we endure in our businesses or in our daily lives with our families. There's just always something that's underpinning and we don't have the communication skills to always get past it. But that question of how do I love people more and how can I be the first to make that Mm -hmm. step, right? How can I be the person that does that and being wrapped around by a community of people Like my family who's screaming in the background right now while we're camping on a campground, you know, these are tense type moments, right? That you can be in, but the love aspect, whether you're in business or in your family life and asking that question and being surrounded by a community of people that ask that question can make a fundamental difference in resolving that tension, Would you agree? Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Well, I I think too, in the tension moments, when you ask, how can I love people better? How can I love you better in this moment? It's really taking the focus off of yourself and disarming your ego. You know, it's like, I'm not worried about what you're thinking of me or what I'm going to get out of it or anything like that. It's like, I'm genuinely asking, how can I love you better in the way that you need to be loved? And I think you know, one of the beautiful, happy side effects that we've seen in Love Not Lost is just the pure innovation that comes out of it. When we started, we were just doing the portrait sessions and photo albums for people facing a terminal diagnosis. And it was in listening to the people that we were serving and asking, how can I love you better, that we realized that they were lacking in support and they, they really needed more people to support them. And then when I would speak at different conferences or workshops or retreats or whatever, I would have people coming up to me saying, I want to help, but I don't know how. I don't feel like I have the tools. I don't feel like I have the confidence. What can I do? And so that's actually what led us to create the howcaniloveyoubetter.com website was because we were like, well, this will be an easy way. Because something that happens when someone's grieving is a lot of times, or just going through a tough time, people will say, let me know if there's anything I can do to help you or call me if you need anything, which is like a good effort, sort of, you know, it's like, it, I'm sure it comes from pure intentions. But in that moment, you're putting the responsibility back on the person who's suffering. And it is really hard as someone suffering to like, pick up the phone and say, I need help. And so what's great about the how can I love you it's an email form that just says, Hey, here are some ways that I'm able to help you right now. I can do your yard work, bring you dinner, you know, send you flowers, take you to coffee, get you out of the house, whatever it is. And you can customize those offerings. And then someone, when you send it to someone, so I could say, Hey, Jeff, you know, I know you're going through a tough time. Here are the ways I'm willing to help. And if you got that and you were like, actually, those aren't going to be helpful, but you could reply back in a custom blank. That's like, Hey, could you do this for me? And then there's a calendar plugin. So it could be like, could you bring me lunch Friday at noon? I'd be like, done. What do you want? And so that's the idea. And then, and then, with the grief support app, you know, it's, it's even further that how can we love people better? Well, that email form's kind of limiting. Right. And then there are so many other ways that like, we know that we can support people better. So like push notification reminders to say, Hey, their anniversary is coming up. It would be really meaningful if you just shot them a text or, you know, stuff like that. Like there's so many things we're going to do with this grief support app that I'm so excited about. But, but again, it all comes from that question of how can we love people better? So for business owners out there, like I know love isn't something that's very welcome in the workplace, like especially that language. But I really challenge you to start asking that of yourself and your team When we do this with our leaders and go through the workshop, we start with ourselves, right? So how can I love myself better? Because to the capacity that I'm able to love myself is the capacity that I'm able to love others. And so how can I love myself better? And then we look outward. So how can I love my husband better? How can I love my team better? How can I love our clients better? And, and we move out from there and it's, it's really powerful. Like there's always a, a new answer for that, right? Cause things are constantly changing. It's not like you won and done this. It's like, this is a question you can ask daily and come up with new solutions. And it's really, really powerful. And honestly, it's just fun.
1: I love that. And it's so outward focus. You know, you talked about disarming the ego and thinking outwardly towards how can I love others better versus focusing on self constantly mm-hmm. but the irony of it is i think as you decenter yourself from the universe and you focus on other people and loving other people better it does make you feel better to a large degree and and it comes back around and that's not the again not the reason why you do it but It is the unintended consequence that makes life a lot more meaningful when you're not the center of it. And so it's a great question and a great way in which you're serving leaders and helping them support those that are grieving, which is a good segue into kind of my next and final topic here, which is how leaders have come to you through you telling your story and said, hey, how can I help my team members grieve better in difficult situations. Nobody receives professional coaching or training Mm -hmm. on how to handle those circumstances and they can be pivotal moments in terms of your leadership and how you embody the compassion and care that you ought to in front of your team and for the person that's hurting and grieving within your organization Tell me about how that came about and what you're doing to help coach and mentor leaders towards being better in those areas.
2: Yeah, that's such a great point. It's so frustrating because none of us are taught how to grieve, let alone how to lead people through grief, right? It's like, oh my gosh, like to be a leader, you're responsible those that you're leading. And I think the travesty that we've experienced in the corporate world in the last, I would say like. As long as I know of, is that the language has been to keep personal and work life separate and that emotions are not welcome at work. And the problem with that is when you experience something that's a tragedy or a significant loss, like it wrecks your world. Like you can't keep it separate. There is no compartmentalizing grief to that degree. And so it's ignorant of leaders to think that people are going to leave their emotions at home every day. Everyone's going through something. And I think that is the, if there can be a silver lining of 2020, I think it has made us realize that everyone is experiencing suffering to some degree at all times. And it is something we need to be aware of because you never know what any, anyone's going through when you're interacting with them. And that that's true for work too. And what we found was, again, in asking how can we love people better, one of our families let me know during her session, her husband was on hospice, that she had been let go of her job. And she was the primary breadwinner. Her job carried the health insurance and she wasn't sure how she was going to pay her mortgage. Meanwhile, her husband's on hospice. She has twin daughters who are like nine or 10 years old at the time. And my heart just like broke into a million pieces because I was like, I can't even imagine losing a spouse and having to grieve that loss, but then also parent your twin daughters through that, let alone with the financial strain and trying to find another job in the midst of that with a team who doesn't know your situation. and just like managing that grief and trying to show up and like be quote unquote normal, you know? And then we had a leader when I spoke at a a corporate executive retreat, we had a leader text me. I was like, hey, can we grab a phone call? And I was like, sure. And we got on the phone and they were like, one of our team members just lost their spouse and we have no clue what to do or how to support them, but we want to be there. We just don't know how. And so again, it was like, okay, we see the bridge, right? There are leaders who want to help and they don't know how. There are people who desperately need support at work. And so that's actually what led us to create the corporate care program of bringing grief and empathy training to the workplace. And we launched that in 2020, March 6th. So it was like perfect timing for an in-person workshop. And it was, uh, so we did one and then we had to shut it down and, and we have since filmed everything and we're turning it into an online course that will be available soon. But yeah, it's designed to really help people understand what grief is. And a lot of times we're not even taught what it is or what could cause grief, you know, like even switching teams in a company or not getting a promotion or getting a promotion. You know, it's like, there are things that can so often trigger grief besides a death or an illness. And that's something we really want to help people with. So, you know, for the leader who called me, it was like, well, what are you doing to honor that person? Is there a way that you can personally honor them? Or are they known for anything? Do they have a team that was really close with them with your EAP program? What is included? Are you making sure that your employees know that's available? Are you encouraging them to take advantage of it? Because so many people don't even use their EAP programs. And so it's like, maybe you bring a counselor on site and have them sit in a room for a week and offer free counseling for anyone who wants to come in and there's a sign-up form or something. You know, it's like, There's so many ways that we can support people at work grieving, and that's actually part of what we hope to accomplish in our grief support app too, that it would be a tool that leaders and teams could use to support people at work as well. So those are just some of the highlights of the conversation that we had, but I'm happy to answer any further questions that you want to dive into.
1: Well, more of a comment, or just thank you for normalizing compassion and empathy in the workplace. And despite the fact that your in-person workshops were uh, essentially canceled by COVID at the beginning, I think you we have sustained a period of collective trauma. Mm-hmm. And like you said, everyone is going through something and 500,000 plus people lost, right? And in, in our yeah. country alone and You know, there's a lot of people that are grieving out there and really recovering and rebounding from this trauma that will never go away. And so this kind of training and what you're doing is so incredibly important in leadership right now and can't be understated. Uh, and so very grateful for the work you're doing in terms of corporate coaching and something you never expected either, right? This was something that kind of took a life of its own. And, and, and this is just the way the the things work sometimes. So if people wanted to learn more about these opportunities to train through love, not loss, and how can I love you better and uh, follow your leadership, Ashley, where would you
2: direct them online? I would love for anybody and everybody to connect with me on LinkedIn. I don't know about you, but that platform has been awesome. And it's just a great way to really like get to know people that like you may not know otherwise. So find me on LinkedIn, Ashley Nicole Jones. And then you can also search for Love Not Lost and find me that way because I know my name is still generic even with my middle name. (laughs) And then our website, you can go to lovenotlost.org. And if you scroll to the bottom, there's a sign up for our newsletter. And that is another way that you can stay connected for the announcement of when our course is going to be launching. I'll also be posting it on our social media. So Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, we're mostly active on Instagram more so than the others, but we're still on all of them at love not lost org. And those are the main ways, but yeah, feel free to connect me on LinkedIn. I love those personal outreaches. So we look forward to that.
1: That's great. And we will certainly be posting all of those resources on the show notes on chatwithleaders.com. And just so grateful for who you are, Ashley, the time you spent with us today and the good work you're doing to help leaders and people support those that are grieving much better and to love them better. So thank you for being with us today.
2: Thanks so much, Jeff.
1: Hey, this is Jeff Bond. And thank you so much for investing your time with us today. We'd be thrilled for you to subscribe, rate, review, and share this episode on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please also visit our LinkedIn page to join our leadership community by clicking follow. We're grateful for your engagement and for sharing the inspiration coming from our guests so we can add value to aspiring leaders in your network. Have a remarkable week and go be a leader worth following.